This is a uh, commercial break. Figured I could try to say it. It's easier just to play it, let you hear it. Comment concerning this scheduled meeting on the 6th. Um, I've shared pieces about this, I think, in the past, but I feel like it's an appointment. It's an appointed time. That day and in that place. Going back, it, it may be as many as 10 years ago, uh, Elder Hart and I had met somewhere over there for lunch or something. And I asked him, I said, I, I've made an arrangement to go visit a building. It was a, I think it was a Church of Christ Scientist building originally. It was empty. It was for sale. And so he and I called and we went and asked to see this building. And we did. And there was a secretary there. She let us in. And then she went off. And so she left us there in the sanctuary area. It is a sanctuary. And uh, we begin to talk. We begin to talk about where we were and where we felt like the Lord was leading us. And uh, at the time, I was living up here in South Hill. He was, he was living out in Hera, and they were meeting in Wapato. And so Yakima was kind of a moot point, except that this building situation had surfaced and I just felt like I wanted to go walk inside this building and so in our conversation there was a moment when there was a quickening of God's spirit that came upon us as we were standing there in that room there was a visitation and we're and we're looking at each other like What's going on here? What is this? It was immediately following that meeting on an inspiration. I called my real estate agent. And I sat down with him and I made a, an official offer to purchase that building. Personally. I didn't have the money that they were asking but I, and I didn't, I just, I just felt like I was supposed to do this. I had no expectations about what might follow, but I knew what I felt and I was going to do what I felt and I did. And so we made an offer to purchase. I did. Of course, they declined. So be it. Move on with life. It was probably a, maybe two months ago, I was teaching in Sela one night, and I began to share that story. And at one point in time, I turned to Elder Hart and I said, I think you need to make contact with those people and schedule the next Life Church United in that building if they'll let us. Well, I knew that they, it's, a, it's a thing where they book people in this thing constantly for music events and things. Anyway, lo and behold, he came back with the answer. Yes, we can rent it out on the 6th of October. So I'm just, you know, your life becomes 
frequently visited at times of situations that you know it's the hand of God. You don't know where it's headed. You don't know where it's leading necessarily because that's the way God operates oftentimes. But you have to acknowledge the moment. You have to acknowledge the event. And then there is most certainly times when you will look back and realize and remember the associated path that leads you to some place in his purpose and in his kingdom. Amen. Please mark your calendar for October the 6th if you haven't already. Uh, that's the first Sunday in October. We will be having uh, Life United here in Yakima. The service will start, I think, at, I think we're starting at 3, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and we're believing the Lord to minister and... Uh, I think you all know at this point we're meeting at the Seasons Building in downtown Yakima. That's the building that he's referring to that more than 10 years ago we spent time in. Um, and I remember that day as well. And that secretary, she probably thought we were crazy. She probably just decided not to come back and see. We were praying in that building. But God, I think God has a plan. I know he does. I know he does. So know that. Uh, please also know, um, you, you've heard Bishop talk about it. We are, uh, we're believing for many things for our children. We're asking you to, if you have children that have a physical need, we're asking you to make sure they're there. And uh, so for that reason, we're also not planning a children's church or event or anything like that. And so, moms, dads, um, if you need to have a package of Cheerios or a little book and some crayons uh, for, you know, I know it's a while for two and three-year-olds, uh, but I believe the Spirit of the Lord is, you know, the Lord can arrest the attention of a two-year-old. Amen? And so, um, but plan for that, plan for that day, make a note, and... There may be things that would try to deter you from getting there for whatever reason. I would recognize that for what it is, a deterrent, and not allow it to take place. Amen? Praise God. Um, also, of course, this coming Sunday at 11 o'clock, we will not be having service here. Uh, please help us get that word out just in case. We will be joining together in Union Gap with the congregation there. And having a combined service with that congregation this Sunday. Uh, they're in Union Gap. Uh, that starts at 11, as we usually do. So please get there early for prayer. Don't go, well, it's 11 and it's not, it's not at our building, so we'll just uh, show up right at 5 till 11. Don't do that. Get there early. Let's be in a spirit of prayer. And over the next few days between now and then, please be prayerful about the, what the Holy Ghost will do in our coming together. Amen? Scripture says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, even so much the more as you see the day approaching. I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, we're having less and less church services. And it's not about services necessarily. 
But the coming together should increase, not decrease. And so I love it when there's gathering in homes and gathering at coffee shops and gathering in libraries and wherever. The body should be coming together more and more. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Um, I'm not sure where we're going to end up tonight. I know where I want to start um, or where I want to continue from at this point. I'm going to call on a few people. Uh, and nobody knows who I'm going to call on. <laughs> so if you're sitting there go, oh, I wonder who. <laughs> it may be you. Um, <laughs> Sister Vanessa and Sister uh, Denise, keep that door blocked. Nobody goes out. And so <laughs> we'll call on the two of them first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Denise took off just now. No, no, okay. <laughs> um, here's, here's what I'm going to ask if I call on you. I'm going to ask you to come and take two to three minutes, okay? I want you to take two to three minutes and either either share something God has done or is doing for you, something that's happening in your life where you see the hand of God working, all right? And I want you to come talk about what you're fighting through. Bless God. I'm just trying to talk about what God is doing or he's working in your life or something maybe he's dealing with you about. Two to three minutes, not 30 or 40. Okay. And uh, if, if you go too long, I'll wave at Brother Martin and have him grab you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, but I, I think it would be good. I'd like to hear from a few people tonight. All right? Praise God. Um, I know it's not. And so most of you, this is not your normal deal. I get that. But I'm asking you to humor us tonight. Humor is probably not the right word, but I'm, I'm asking you to please edify the body tonight. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Would you pray with me again? Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy, and I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for each member in particular that you have placed in the body. I thank you for the work of your spirit in and through the body. I thank you for each one. I pray edification according to your word through the body tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, I'm going to ask Brother Joel Garcia if he would come first. And take a moment. The rest of you, you're... Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't want you sitting there going, okay, I got to think about what I'm going to say if he, if he calls me next. Okay, I got I to... Uh, listen, I know that's sort of funny, but please listen to me. This is important. Here's why. If you're doing that, you won't be listening to what your brother is saying. We're not asking you to come up here and have some pre-planned deal so that you can sound really good for three or four minutes and impress people. We're asking you to come and take a couple minutes and just share from your heart, this is what the Lord's doing, or this is what the Lord's dealing with me about right now. Is that fair? So that you're engaged as your brother or sister is up here sharing things for a few minutes. Amen?
two minutes are up. You <laughs> 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 <We> tried it. <laughs> Praise the Lord, church. Well, the word says in season, out of season, to be ready. Well, here we go. Anyway, um, well, lately, um, I guess the thing that comes to mind, it's, um, you know, there for a long time, I've been praying that the Lord would um, help me, put me in a position where I could attend the church more often, because I traveled a lot in my work. And, um, you know, and I kept praying and praying, and I couldn't see really a way out. Uh, my commitments committed, and I'm gone. And uh, so I really, I really wasn't finding a way, I guess, for me to do it. And then, uh, then some of you might know that um, I had an accident here recently. And, uh, well, through that accident, um, I was kind of forced to be around. It's allowed me to be in church. And in the same way, there's a lot of things that have come about through this time that I've been, you know, down. Um, so I don't really wish that he would have done it that way. Um, but most people that know me know that that's probably the only way it would have happened. You know, um, I just, I guess in my own way, I'm just pretty uh, motivated and uh and out of my own will, I probably would have never done it. I just forced myself to just, you know, say no to jobs and, uh, and say, no, I'm not going to take it, you know. Um, so um, I guess from now on, I just need to be careful what I pray for, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and just uh, pray for his mercy. And I thank the Lord that I'm here. And uh, I love the body of God that's the Christ that's here. And... Um, um, just something else that came to me the, the other day, um, the part of, part of being involved in the church with one another and establishing a bond with one another is that you never know which one of those brethren are going to be close to God that day that you need prayer. And though your prayer, you might not be in, in the position to pray. Your spirit is not right. Uh, whatever's going on. But one of you, one of you, it don't matter who, that moment might be close to God and his prayer might be the answer to what you're needing. So it's important that we're bonded together as one in his spirit. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. So I'm going to ask Sister Jester to come. She was waving at me when I went and sat down, so I thought... (laughs) So, as she's coming, uh, I'm, as she's coming, I'm going to ask Brother Jerry Italic to come and just sit right up here and we'll have him follow her. Amen. Go ahead. And he's going to make sure he's listening to what she has to say. Not, he's not going to sit over here and try to plan what he's... <laughs> I've heard that before. I really prayed he wouldn't call on me, but sometimes God doesn't answer prayer. <laughs> you know, I was I was been thinking about this for a while, uh, the different songs that we sing, the choruses and things, and I think sometimes we sing them, but we're not really we don't really listen to the words, you know that that it's saying. And one Sunday, this has been two or three months ago, 
uh, we were singing that song, I live, I live, I live to worship you. And I was singing that, and then I thought, do I really? Is that really why I live to worship you? And so since then, I, I've thought about it, you know, and it's, it's really caused me to try to draw closer to him because I just thought, I can't sing those kind of songs if I really am not seriously living to worship you. I mean, that, and then I was thinking, there's another song that says, um, I surrender all. That's the only way that we can live to worship the Lord is to surrender our all to him and live for him with all of our heart. And that's what I want to do. And just I'm so thankful for the Lord and for this church and for his presence that I can feel here. Sometimes I feel like I was telling my uh, sister Heiner, my friend, the other day that sometimes I come and I feel like I'm just hopping on the backs of your prayers, you know, and just the spirit of God is always so strong and so real here. And I just thank him and I want to be faithful and true to him. Hello, everyone. One thing that I think God's been working me, working on me with is coming to the end of myself. Not exactly how, no, I don't know exactly how I'm supposed to do that, but I know that I've been in prayer lately and just focusing on reading. And uh, I was talking to my wife the other night and I told her the things that I usually watch not so much listen to anymore, like that's long gone, but things that I, I see with my eyes, and it's, it's not interesting. I don't know why I watch it. I'm not saying, like, it's, it's nothing that edifies my spirit. It's just something I use and do just to waste time. Um... I know I'm not supposed to be watching it when I should be praying or reading, and it's frustrating, but through prayer and through God's word, I'm slowly coming to the end of myself, I feel like, and it's, I'm holding on to it, and it sucks because I know I should just let go. She used, um, my wife used an analogy of, you're standing at the top of the building, and you're supposed to kill yourself by ending yourself, God's going to fill you with his spirit. He's going to make you new, coming to an end of yourself like that. It's kind of like Spider-Man <laughs> jumping off the building. I don't know if you guys seen that. It's, you know, it's, it really is just a leap of faith, and it's, that's the hard part. It's just letting go of myself and letting God work in me and through me. So, that's all I got. Praise God. I'm going to ask Sister Jasmine to come, and then I'm going to ask Brother Rigo to come. Oh, she's bringing her Bible. Y'all better hang on. You can come on up here, Brother Rigo.
I'm trying to think because, you know, when you're just in that season where it just seems like there's so much that um, God is speaking to you and it all just kind of goes together. Um, so I recently, I recently started working at a daycare. <laughs> and I never thought that I'd be working at a daycare. <laughs> Just because I love kids, I do, but you know, when you're spending eight hours with children, as some as you, of some as you like some of you know, it can be a lot. And especially when they're not kids like the wonderful ones we have here, who <laughs> it's true, you know, they're so they know how to behave and you don't really have problems with them and you know, maybe you tell them once and they're fine, but you know, some of these children they they come from really broken homes. Sorry, I just have a burden for them. Um, and they come from them from foster homes, and, and they're going back and forth between parents, and, and they don't know how to control what they're feeling, and they don't know how to, to display things the correct way or to turn to the right person and to, to speak to people about things. And so sometimes it just it comes out in their behavior. And so God has me in this season where... You know, I work, I work Monday through Friday, and I, I work for eight hours, and, and I'm with these kids all day, and it can be overwhelming, if I'm honest. It can be really overwhelming because I'm not used to having to, to watch children that are going through these things, and they're yelling, and, you know, they're cursing, and they're hitting you, and, and there's just different things, but I just find myself, I'm not in a place where I'm like, God, I, I don't want to do this. I'm in a place where it's like, okay, God, I recognize I can't do this without you. And where you have me right now, it's only by your strength. And so every day when I, when I get off work and it's only by his grace that, that I just feel like I want to run to him. I just want to run to him because I know that if I try to do these things on my own and I, and I try to work in this area of my life on my own, that I'm not going to be able to do it. And it's only by his strength. So I guess what God is showing me right now and what he's teaching me is, is that just to find my rest in him, to find my strength in him. Because if I try to go through these seasons that he has me in and I'm trying to do it on my own, I just can't. And it's really overwhelming. And I start to get this sour attitude about where he has me. But since he's teaching me this, it's like, okay, God, I want to be here. Like, I get excited to go there in the morning, <laughs> even though I, they drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> I get excited to be there, and I'm just using that opportunity that he's giving me. You know, when we're laying them down for nap time, just praying over them. Because I, like I said, there's a lot of situations that, that I'm aware of because I have those connections with them. And it's not me. It's not me at all. It's only God. It's his grace. But just praying over them and using those little windows of opportunity and those doors that he's opened, not me. So just finding, finding my strength in God and being renewed by him in my mind and, and physically and emotionally and in just every aspect. All right, so... I guess something I want to kind of like how Jerry was saying that he's coming to an end of himself and I, I feel like that's where I'm kind of at right now. Um, lately I've been on this deal where, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot, a lot more reading and a lot more praying. Um, and, and I feel like there's things that are being taken away that not, not necessarily things that are like, okay, like music. Music's always been, I've, I've liked music obviously uh, since I can listen to music, right? 
Um, and that's like there's music that I don't actually I don't even turn the radio on in the car anymore. And and I mean I, I'm listening to things daily, but it's not it's not like like you know I I, I used to like rock, okay. And um, I, it, it, some of the stuff in the rock now that I, that I listen to the lyrics, I was like, man, why do I listen to that crap? Um, so like there's little things that are being taken away, you know, slowly, and I don't even know it, you know. And then uh, like right now, it's just I just feel like. God is trying to get me to trust him in everything and, and with everything. Um, and that, 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 it gets hard at times because there's days that I want to give up. Um, but then it's funny because I get frustrated and then I, I just, literally after I get over my tantrum, I guess you can call it, you know, <laughs> I'm right back to, uh, to uh, thanking God or, or praying to him, you know. And, uh, I, but I think that, like, like, you know, as I'm as I'm trying to get closer, I feel like that enemy also tries to attack more because um, he he doesn't want me to have a relationship with God. I feel he so he wants to he wants to try to take that from me. And uh, but I but I'm not gonna let him do that. You know, so I just have to keep I just have to keep pushing. Um, so anyway, that's what I got. Praise God. Praise God. I guess the rest of you are off the hook for a little while. At least maybe till I get done here and we'll see. Amen. I pray you receive what the Lord was sharing through them. Amen. There's, there's value in sometimes knowing what the Lord's doing in people's lives. Because one of the enemy's greatest tactics is, man, just... I'm all by my own self on an island and nobody and but to realize that we all draw strength from God. He's leading and working in each of our lives and dealing with us. And uh I don't I honestly wasn't trying to look for one, but it sure seemed like there was a thread there. If you were listening with your spirit, you probably caught on to that. And uh I'm excited by what the Lord is doing, aren't you? He is working. He is working in a very significant way right now. And he is uh, I don't believe that the Lord does things randomly. I don't believe that because of the word what the word teaches us. Um, he's a God of order. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. If he's the finisher, then he knows where he's going. He knows where he's going to finish. Depending on he that's begun a good work and you will perform it. It means he has a plan to get where he's going with our lives. Um, I, I could just keep going, right? Uh, all things work together for good. Not some things, not just the good pink thing. All, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. Falling from a ladder isn't a random thing. You saying God shoved him off the ladder? I don't think so. Do I think the Lord knew it was going to happen? Sure. 
So what does he do? He uses it for his purpose. He uses it for his purpose. He uses it for his purpose. And so I'm thankful that he is working in us. Because as much as he's working in lives individually, we are a collective body, the bride of Christ. And so if he's working in us individually, it speaks, we must understand, it's a work that he's doing in the body collectively as well. And we may not understand how that's all functioning, what he's doing, but I promise you, he knows what he's doing. And so where he's working in these areas, in parts of the body, which we all are, individually, it's having an effect and an impact and a plan. He knows what he's, for the whole. So don't quit. Stay in the race. Amen. I just want to share a couple of scriptures with you. Um, you guys heard Bishop mention last Wednesday night. Um, talk it when he talked a little bit about the Philippines. And our trip there. Um, I didn't want to go. Remember that? Remember us talking about that? So, of course, I won't walk you through all that story again. I uh, didn't want to go, and um, not a spiritual thing, just uh, humanity. Just didn't want to go. Didn't want to take the time. Didn't want to spend all that time. I send many, plenty of capable men. Um, and so... Obviously, after all that the Lord did, would I do it all over again? Absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt. And so one would think you would learn your lesson, right? And so last Tuesday, um, I think it was last Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah, thank you. Last Tuesday afternoon, I got a phone call. Um from Brother Painter, who pastors in Bremerton, who is a presbyter of the section over there. And he said, Brother Hart, we have a sectional service plan, like a fellowship meeting. We're calling it a back-to-school rally for junior high, high school, and college kids. But we have that Saturday night, and we have services Sunday, and we had a minister from, he called his name from Louisiana that's coming up to minister in those services. And he uh, called and canceled. He had a death in his family. And so he can't make it. And so I'm calling you. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> got a short list. <laughs> uh, I was at work. I um, I said, well, uh, uh, let me let me take some let me look at some things and I'll, I'll I'll circle back with you. That was my I'll buy time to figure out a kind way to say no. I'm just being honest. Uh, I know you've never done anything like that, but I um. Because I, quite honestly, my mind was made up as soon as he asked. Um, 
it was Tuesday. I had been able, by the grace of God, thankfully, to be here uh, on Sunday. Um, but I'd been in the Philippines a week before. I'd been gone Sunday and Wednesday. I just got back Sunday. I knew I was going to be here that next night on Wednesday night, but I didn't want to be gone again the next weekend. Uh, and it's not because I think you all have to have me here. I just want to be home. And I'd rather be with you all than any other group of people I know worshiping. I mean that with all of my heart. And um, so anyway, so I I let a few hours go by. I feel like I'm probably not the only one that's ever done this, but um, I let a few hours go by and about three hours later, I put together a well-worded text. Uh, I, you know, I just said, um, and I was sincere. I wasn't being fake. I hope you understand. I just said, you know, respectfully, I need to decline. I've been, uh, I've been in the Philippines. I've been away. I'm on the road next week, this week. And um, I... I just need to be with my family and my church family. I just need to be home. That was that. Thank you, Jesus. So please bear with me. I I want us to understand something here. And so I, um, I got home. About an hour later, my wife was making dinner, so I just went outside, sat on the swing out in the backyard. I was just sort of thinking nothing, emptying my mind, you know, day at work, just sort of trying to relax for a few minutes. And so I'm sitting there, and when I try to think of nothing, I know some of you may have heard that comedian before said, women can't think of nothing, but men can. It's true. I can think of nothing. And so... (laughs) a different story for a different time but I uh, so I was what happens usually when I get my mind empty and oftentimes I'll find the Lord will begin dealing with me or talking to me and so I was there I'm trying to think of nothing and just uh, and I felt the Lord check me in my spirit about declining brother painter And my first thought was, are you serious? I don't know if you've ever thought that towards God. I really did. I was like, are you, are you serious, God? And so then I started this. I, I just, we're all human. That's why I'm sharing this with you tonight, not to talk about me. I, this is what I did then. I thought, is there something in me that really wants to go over there? Am I, am I like needing to go preach somewhere for some reason? Am I, do I, I think I'm past all that. I'm, you know, when I was 25, 35, I sort of thought that was the thing to do, but I'm, I'm almost 50. I'd rather just be home. You remember those years, Brother Jester, how you just thought? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and so I was checking. I was like, man, is there something in my motive that's wanting to go over? And, and it didn't take long. I'm like, no, I really don't want to go. <laughs> and so I'm, and so I'm, like, so I'm like, oh, I know what I'll do. I know my way out. I'll send a message to Bishop, and he'll give me the. I'll, I'll 
speak to my spiritual covering. Let him. Just, I'm going to communicate just FYI, right? Because I wouldn't go anyway without his, uh, without his okay. Um, and so I just sent him a message. I said, FYI, right? I was determined here. I want you to understand. <laughs> I didn't send him a, hey, Bishop, what do you think? It was a, hey, Bishop, FYI. I just wanted to get you up to speed. Just wanted you to know. Uh, Brother Painter reached out to me, invited me to come over for this deal. And uh, I had no inclination to say yes. Just wanted you aware. Boom. Thank you very much. Praise God. (laughs) Dinner's ready. Let's go eat. About an hour later, after I sent that text, I get a message back from Bishop. He says, give me an hour. I'm like, an hour for what? This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, an hour for what? That wasn't a question. In my spirit, I'm thinking, no, man. I'm just being honest. In my spirit, I'm thinking, no. Another hour went by. Bishop sends me another text. He just says, I guess you should go. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I knew it. And, and then and here's, here's the other things I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man, I got to do this to Brother Flowers. I got to call him and tell him I'm going to be. These are things that, you know, we're human. Um, because the flip side of that is wrestling with, am I shirking my responsibility to the body? You understand that? So I'm, I'm, so now I've got this, I guess you should go message from Bishop. And, uh, I'm thinking, man, now I've got to figure out how I'm going to reach back to brother painter and say, uh, okay. Have you found anybody? I, here's what, <laughs> here's, right. Right, I, this is just real, right? Because I mean, now it's four hours since I sent him the I must respectfully decline message. And I'm thinking, you know, anybody that's under the gun like that has found another, and he's just gone down his list. So I just sent him a text, said, hey, brother, can you give me a call when you have a minute? And so, I mean, it's not two minutes my phone rings, he calls. I said, brother Painter, I know I told you no. I felt a check in my spirit. If you still need someone, I'll be there. He said, Brother Hart, that's great. Will you stay Sunday too? <laughs> Man. And so anyway, that's, that's where we were this weekend. And um, there was a wrestling that was going on over that deal. And it was the circumstances of home of life not bad just wrestling I, I didn't want to go I, I, I'm gonna tell you here's all the reasons I didn't want to go sort of the same reasons I didn't want to go to the Philippines <laughs> I, I didn't want to spend all that time traveling for I, this is gonna sound terrible I didn't want to spend all that time traveling for an hour or two of ministry is that too transparent
You understand, not because I think I'm all that. I just want to be with my family. I wanted to be here. And so there's this wrestling between his will and my will. And my time versus, is it really my time? Because I knew this service starts at 5 o'clock Saturday night. And since it starts at 5, I'm just going to give up my whole Saturday. And this isn't a woe is me. I hope you don't misunderstand. I'm going to have to leave by noon. Because it's in Bremerton. I'm going to have to leave by noon to get there. So my Saturday's gone. And I've got to be in Olympia Monday. So if I'm there Sunday, I'm not going to get back home Sunday night. And I knew Monday night I was coming back from Olympia because we'd committed to having the group from Mattawa in our home Monday night, which I was thankful for. We had a great time. But then I knew I had to be back in Olympia on Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock. And so I'm thinking about all of that and thinking I don't want to drive to Bremerton <laughs> and give up my weekend. And I came in. I knew I would be coming in from Olympia today. And I knew I'd get to leave in the morning at 4 o'clock for Pullman. And I wasn't want, So all these things are going through my head is why I don't want to go to Bremerton. You got that in your... Now take me out of the picture, but just understand all those parts. You'd have thought I'd learned my lesson with the Philippines, right? But we're thick-headed. I'm thick-headed. I don't know about you. Well, I know about some of you. <laughs> I'm not looking at anybody. First Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 19. First Corinthians 6 verse 19. I'm going to hurry to finish here. What? That's a question. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Why are you not your own? Verse 20. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. think that's the right reference we'll find out in a second take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath what purchased with his own blood. If you and I. 
received revelation from Scripture of the understanding that I needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins, for the remission of sins. If I had that revelation and understanding to be buried with him in baptism and put his name on my life, I had the blood of Jesus applied to my life in the waters of baptism. If I did that, not just checking off a list, but being obedient to the word and the hunger of my spirit and the recognition of the need, I was allowing myself to be purchased by him when I did so. You were allowing yourself, you were saying, purchase me. Now understand, the purchase was you and I were in bondage. We were in bondage to sin. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, we will die in our sins. But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives through the waters of baptism and his saving spirit, we can be free from the bondage of sin. The problem is, before baptism and the salvation of the Lord... Satan owned us. He had the rights to us because of sin. Sin gave him rights to us that he could therefore destroy us. And so why? Because God cannot violate his word and his word is true. And the word says that the wages of sin or the price and the cost of sin is death. And so you and I cannot sin without paying the price or the wages of sin. Satan knows that, which is why he leads us to sin, so that he can, by the word of God, have a right for us to die. And so the Lord, understanding that death is required for sin, said, I'll make a deal. I hate to use the word deal. The Lord said what he would do is he would redeem us. He would redeem you and I. Satan, I can't violate my word. And so I'll honor my word, but this is what I'll do. I will redeem them. You understand when you redeem something, if you have, if you have a $50 gift card for a restaurant, and you go in and you buy dinner and then you give them the card, you redeem the card and so you don't give them money, they give you the meal. That's what it is to redeem. So the Lord redeemed us with his own blood. He didn't redeem us so we could just go off scot-free. Yes, we're free. But he redeemed us. He purchased us to himself. You understand? And that's why... Luke, writing in the book of Acts, capturing these words of the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth where he read, said the church has been purchased with his own blood and that you have been bought with a price. The point is, I don't belong to myself. My time does not belong to me. It belongs to him. 
Here's the challenge. It's what Brother Rigo and Brother Jerry talked about. It doesn't belong to me. But the Lord has not violated his word in that he still allows you and I freedom of choice. And so this weekend, I could have said, you know, I just can't make it. And I have that freedom of choice. Was that a heaven or hell decision? I, I don't think so for me. I don't know about the people that receive ministry Saturday night and Sunday morning. But it was a facing between my will and his will. Does the Lord have different expectations of me than he does of you? Probably so, but just in different areas. Not like different, like he expects this of me, but he only expects this of you. Not that way. He may expect certain things of me that he doesn't expect of you, but I promise you he expects things of you that he doesn't expect of me. But this one thing, there is no variance. Our life belongs to him. And how you and I use our time and how we avail ourselves to him, he doesn't have some different level of expectation. Right? He didn't necessarily expect you to go to Bremerton this weekend. That part of the expectation was different. But he expected that you and I both would use our time according to his will every day that we live. If that means going to a daycare with crazy kids that someday you just can't quite handle it. Why would he do that? Why would he put us in situations that we don't want to be in? Because it's not about us. And you understand when I say don't want to be in, I mean it's just not necessarily what we choose for ourselves. Right? And so... By the grace of God, why don't you stand with me? By the grace of God, we need him to help us understand his purpose in where we are. His purpose in what we're going through. We heard some of that tonight from these different individuals. Brother Joel talked about, I'd have never just slowed down in these things and done this stuff. I wouldn't have chose this way, but God allowed it to take place. And so now, and so we go, I don't belong to myself. You own me. You own me. Hear me. My job and your job do not own you. Unless you let them. Unless you let them. There's been times I've let my job own me. I, that's, that's why I had to walk away from Walmart. I knew that. They were owning me. I knew it wasn't the will of God that I spend 65 to 75 hours a week earning income. I knew that. 
I knew how I felt and the energy I didn't have physically after all of that. It served a purpose for a season, but I had to realize, hold on a minute. I'm not going to be the father I need to be raising my kids working this. I'm not going to be able to give myself to the kingdom the way I need to. do. Right? And so it served a purpose for a season. But because he owns me, I had to recognize when he said, that season's over. And can you walk away or can you say, hold on a minute, this has got to change. Because he owns me. You heard people talking about places where they were that weren't necessarily their favorite, the daycare. I'm not trying to make all this fit. I just want you to understand what I was hearing through all of this. I heard Jerry and Rigo talking about the Lord bringing them to the end of themselves. I heard Sister Jester talking about, I surrender all. The Lord owns us. And so that means when I plan my next trip, I have to check with him first. He owns me. You say, the Lord doesn't want me to do anything that's just leisure. And no, the Lord knows you need those times. He brings, he allows for balance in our lives. But he's the decider. He owns me. Tell the end of the story. We were sort of laughing that I was going to a back-to-school rally. We're like, couldn't somebody else do that? I understand not that I'm above that. Yeah, I hope you understand. You know that. I don't need to say all that. I had no idea what I was going to teach, preach, say. Brother Painter called me, handed me the microphone. I didn't have a clue until about two minutes before he handed me the microphone. And those poor people... Ministry went for about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. But there were 13 plus ministers and their wives there as well. And I watched some of those ministers lay on the altar until service was dismissed where the Lord was doing a work. The next day we watched the Lord do some great things in people. I won't take the time to. Brother Painter made this statement on Friday night. And he might have thought he was making it for the people, but the Lord was saying, are you listening to this? Right? He was dealing with me. And I repented before he turned me the microphone. I did. I'm being dead serious. I repented of my attitude towards the Lord. He told the whole stinking story before he gave me the microphone. I called Brother Hart. He said, let him think about it. And then he sent me a text and said, no. <laughs> I'm dead serious. He's like, we had somebody else that was going to come. So I called him. He said, I felt, he said, that was the only, this is what he says. That was the only name that came to me. So I called him and then he sent me a message and said, no. And so he said, when I hung up, when, after I got his message from him that said, no, he said, I just thought, Lord, what do I do? I, that's the only name I got.
See, you have to understand something about yourself as a child of God. All of us, if we're not careful, will say, God, you can get somebody else this time. Just get somebody else. I'm tired. I'm. No, he chose you for this purpose, for that. Why? I don't know why. He's God. I'm not. Jonah, go to Nineveh. No, I am going the other way. Fine. He doesn't want to do it. God, get somebody else. Apparently not. God was pretty serious about him being the one that went. Now, I want you to bring that to where you are and where you live. Again, take me out of the story and simply see how do we let God direct our lives? Do I belong to him or not? Does he get me on certain days of the week but not other days? Are there certain times that are me time so he can't have that time? Or does he get all of me? Does he determine when, where, how? This is what he wants. And as we yield to him that way, he can do whatever he wants through us. And he'll be glorified through us. Would you pray with me before we go tonight? I know you have been listening and receiving with your spirit. I thank you so much for that. Come on, the Lord's not putting some heavy weight on you. Please don't misunderstand tonight. He's simply inviting you to a place of ministry in Him daily. He's inviting you to a place of daily ministry. But He's still working on how we think. He's still working on how we think. Come on, every part of us belongs to Him. My time belongs to You, Father. My schedule belongs to You, Father. My life belongs to You, Father. Every element of my day belongs to You, Father. I don't have it figured out, so I'm trusting You to lead me. I'm trusting You to guide me. I'm trusting You to direct my steps, Lord. And when I miss it, I'm trusting the love of God to pull me back because I'm wanting you to direct me, Lord. I'm wanting my life to be completely sold out because you've purchased me fully. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let him impart some things in your spirit right now. In Jesus' name, I pray an awareness be imparted today. An awareness of the beckoning of God upon every life. An awareness day to day, moment by moment of those things that you're drafting us into, Lord. That the moments not pass us by. That your will would be done. That your will would be done. That your will would be done. In, with, and through every single one of us for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, that we would glorify you through our body and our spirit, which are yours. They are yours, Father. They are yours.
Jesus' name. I want to give you one more example. I, I don't know how the Lord deals with you. He often deals with me through circumstances like this. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm paying attention now. A little slow with the Philippines, but I got it now. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to listen. And I'm being sort of funny, but I'm being dead serious. Uh, he, I don't want you to ever think, oh, you know, Brother Hart, he just is like, ooh, it's just perfect. No, it's not. I'm as human as you are. I wrestle through this junk. I um, have a peer that I've been praying for. Um, he lives his life. Everything he does, he does from a place of fear. Not like I'm scared fear, but fear of if I fail, fear of if. So he's, everything he does, he does from a place of fear. And I've been praying for him. Uh, he does the same thing I do in many aspects. So I've looked for opportunities to spend time together, which don't come often because we both travel. And um, so he had asked me to spend a couple of days at two different times in the month with him in Spokane on some stuff that has to get done that he needs help on. And um, figure this out by now. I don't want to take two days out of the month already and drive to Spokane. or I don't want to go to Spokane. Um, like I said, I'm stubborn. And um, so I agreed. Yep, I'll do it this day and this day. Gave him the dates. He gave us dates. We'll make it work. Two days ago, he sends me a message. Man, this one day that I gave you won't work. Can we change it to this day? Well, I have a meeting with the Department of Homeland Security that day. And so everything's okay. I'm not in trouble. No. <laughs> it's because of all the travel I do. I do some things so that I can travel easier so I go meet them every five years and yeah and so I was like man you know I can't make that day work I, I got this appointment and they're hard to get and I felt that little check and I'm like uh, God this isn't the kingdom this is like credit union stuff I'm like because <laughs> God doesn't know right I just want you to see how easy it is to dismiss how the Lord will use circumstances and shift things to just find out. Before I responded, I said, if I can move an appointment around, I'll make it work. Did you know I went to the place you have to go on the Department of Homeland Security's website? And I mean, these appointments are like three months out to get one. The only way one is open short-term is if somebody cancels, which just doesn't happen. Especially in a... Because I have to go to Seattle. It's a Seattle metro area. There's a lot of people that want these appointments. I go on and look. The night before, there's an available... One available. Somebody's canceled. I book it on. I believe God has given me an opportunity to spend time with this man. 
that's my job. But even in my job and your job, he seeks to put us where he needs us for his purpose. Let him shift our perspective. Let him get our thinking in alignment with the mind of Christ. And let us understand, I don't belong to myself. You really are working in every day of my life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name.